So this will be interesting, right? Yes. Whatever we're whatever this, we're doing. Yeah. What yeah, so um what are we doing? This is gonna be very, very interesting, and I'm very, very excited about it. This is gonna be like just a round table brainstorm. We're gonna pretty much go through what, ninety percent of this process right now, right? For this episode. Mm, yeah. Much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So so we are taking Germany yep. and doing something with it. <laughs> yes. That's right. And after yes. after doing our research into the possible Disney IPs we could use that are associated with Germany, the only two are Snow White and Tangled. Yeah. Snow White already is heavily represented. And Tangled, though it is underrepresented, it also has an entire land with the new attraction being built at Tokyo Disney Sea. Yeah. So to make this more interesting, we are going to retheme the Germany Pavilion by making it an entirely new country with a new IP. And that is what we're going to decide right now. I love it. Well, let's do this. I hit record as soon as we all joined. So we have a fun little uh, introduction here. We will kick off our incredible theme music right now, and then we will let Logan do his amazing introduction once it comes back. Welcome to the Theme Park Shuffle, where we reimagine, redesign, retheme your favorites theme park attractions, lands, resorts, hotels, bars, restaurants, you name it. So as always, I am joined by our hosts, Jeremy Stein, What's David up? King, and myself, Hello. Logan Zawaki. And so today we are kicking off part five, the finale of the Ipcot Challenge. So our challenge is to take the Germany Pavilion inside Epcot's World Showcase that currently does not have an IP associated with it and add one that works best with the design of the current pavilion. So for something totally different, we are all going to attempt to collaborate and redesign the Germany Pavilion together. But first... We each get the opportunity to pitch what country we would like to retheme Germany as before we vote and agree upon which one we're going to pursue. So uh, who wants to start it all? Jeremy, David, do one of um, you want to start just say, off with I'm, your I'm, pitch? Let me just say I'm so excited for this because, you know, a lot of times in the past we've surprised each other. And uh, I think one of the last one or two, we were bouncing some ideas off each other prior just to go, all right, what fits where? And we kind of knew, but we didn't know what was exactly happening. And the fact that this one, I have no idea what either one of you two are going to throw <laughs> at us and that we then have to pick one of those and right here collectively <laughs> come up with an entire thing that normally we spend like for people that listen, you know, we're, we're at about one episode a month. And I know this last one took a little longer but um these two guys have very 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 busy schedules um so the fact that we're literally going to do everything that we normally do weeks leading up to an episode on the spot 
is insane to me and it's so exciting this could be great or this could be the worst idea ever it could be i'm i'm gonna say david you want to go first and, and pitch your ip or what what do you think i was about to say just one more question <laughs> do we need to go over what's in germany or do we make the decision on like let's just discuss what ip we want to go with and then when it goes into the actual design of it then we'll kind of outline these are the things in the pavilion that will need to be reworked. Let, Do we want to handle it that way? I, I'm down for IP vote first. Sounds good. David? If that's cool. Yeah, let's do the IP vote first. Okay. Sweet. Do you, do you want to kick but, it off, David? Sure. But the first thing I have to say is a couple of things. Um, we have something in common because I have no idea what I'm going to talk about either. And, and second <laughs> off, you said that uh, – we're going to do tonight what normally takes weeks for us to prepare. Except for David. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Some of us. So, no, but look, well, let's Some do that real quick. Us. No, share, actually share, uh, just we can go through this real quick. Why don't we start with you, Logan, and real quick, just talk about your normal process because a lot of times we do have two or three weeks to think about this, but obviously we're not spending two or three weeks thinking about this. Logan, what is kind of your process normally for the episodes of idea to paper to actually talking about it on the podcast? That's a good question because each one of them is a little different because sometimes, like for instance, with Canada, that was one where I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And I literally didn't know what I was going to do until the day before. Yeah. That's when it was finally like, oh, crap, we're recording um, the next day. I, I got to get something on paper. And I kept going back and forth and back and forth between sort of two ideas, but finally just made a decision, wrote it all down. Uh, but, you know, as far as the process, it always starts with uh, just sort of a general idea, then research on the actual land, because I need to understand what am I working with if it's a just a single attraction that we're redoing. I will go and watch videos and figure out the pace. I will read, uh, you know, Wikipedia, honestly, it's a great sort of simplified breakdown of an attraction. Like really whoever writes that stuff actually does a pretty darn good job. And uh, so that kind of provides a guide in which to then go in and, and rewrite. So that simplifies things uh, versus like Morocco, that was one where I just, I knew, I knew I wanted to use Encanto. I just didn't know if I would get Morocco. So when I got Morocco, I was like, yes, because I already <laughs> kind of knew ahead of time what I wanted to do. Uh, same thing with other ones where we already knew going in that we could choose. I think that's like one of the biggest differences with a lot of our earlier ones is we, we had more of a choice yeah. of what we wanted so that kind of dictated and it would always start with a central idea and then just build on details, details, details. Yeah. Then it just also depended on how much free time. I think we all are that way, <laughs> depending on how much free time we have leading up to it as to how detailed we're able to get. Yeah. By the way, in Kanto, this is, this is, I feel like going to happen. Uh, not only is Lin-Manuel reached out to Bob Chapek saying he would like an Encanto attraction or something. Uh, Josh Gad just posted about it last week. So if I think if they listen to that episode, Logan, they're going to 
They're going to call you. Josh Gad or Lin-Manuel or Bob or somebody's going to call you and be like, will never happen. They'll never listen to it. (laughs) One thing you'll learn is Imagineers don't listen to outside ideas. Too much risk. Then you got people suing you saying you stole Mm -hmm. ideas from them. So the moment you even approach one and say, hey, I have an idea. It's stop right there. Don't say a word. We'll um. We'll pony up with a lawyer just in case. <laughs> to be honest with you, though, they're they're already if they're making oh, it know. happen, they're already they're already way, thinking about it. Oh, way, for sure. They started probably working on it before the movie was even finished being written. For sure. I, I would not be surprised if they're way ahead of us because that's usually they work five years out. So, yeah, yeah. But, you know, same thing with like the, the Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge. They started working on that before the movies even came right. out. So. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't be surprised if Encanto something comes out sooner than later. I hope so. I hope so, man. Uh, David, what is your normal process? (laughs) Because David is definitely a busy, busy man because he's out there saving lives and and studying and doing so many wonderful things. (laughs) So um, I I love your normal process, (laughs) though, because we know it and you always absolutely kill it. So I want everyone else to hear how you do it. So what I normally do is when I get whatever we're going to do, I will usually go to a, a map of it, honestly. Like I will look at the the sky map of it to see and just like put myself in there. Because honestly, we've done a bunch of these that I've never been like. I've never been to some of the assignments that I've gotten yeah. or it's been a while since I've been like when we did Universal. I haven't been to Universal in years. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'll like, I'll look at the map of it. I'll YouTube like a walkthrough of the land. And then I normally can think of what I want to do with it. And then I forget about it, to be honest with you. Like, so I'll initially come up with what I'm putting there. And then I sort of forget about it. And I know I've said in the show before, I always have to find one thing that kind of clicks. And when I find the one thing that like connects, then I can tend to, uh, do like Logan. I can Wikipedia my IP. I can Wikipedia the land. Um, when we did the bars, it was cool to like Wikipedia Adventureland and see some of the history to it and yeah. bring in some of those historical little uh, little Easter eggs for the bar and stuff like that. So mine is mine is if I have two weeks, I'll probably think about it in like the first day. And then I won't think about it again until maybe the day before. Um, but I, a lot of my a lot of my work is usually the day of uh, the podcast. Actually, I've done it as late as twenty minutes before the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. I, I think I'm kind of a combination of both of you in many of those ways. Like I'm 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 like with David, where you know we first come up with a concept or an idea, and we pick the challenge. And it's in the back of my head. And then I'll slowly over the process, just take a couple little notes in my phone. But usually day of like the past United Kingdom one, I literally watched Alice in Wonderland that day and walked through it that morning. And then about an hour prior uh, to us recording, I went through and tried to fine tune it and all um, because I just want to feel like fresh. And that's why I think this is going to be so interesting because I can pretty much guarantee you. Whatever IP we come out of the three of these, I probably have not watched in the past however many weeks or months. And so normally I'm very, very fresh and I've watched it that morning or the day before. So I think that part will be 
Very, very interesting. But I'm with you guys. I like to look at the maps. I like to look at Google overview, see what space is available, watch ride throughs, do a quick Wikipedia search, things like that. So um, with yeah, all I do that a lot of Google said, Earth. Oh, so my like good. A cool dimensions. Dude, Google Earth is the absolute best for that type of stuff. All right. Do we want to get into presenting our IPs now? And again, who wants to go first? Well, don't, or don't we want to decide like uh, what the land's going to be first? Isn't that what we said we were going to do? Well, that's going to come we... with the IPs, right? Yeah, the country uh, IP yeah. is it's going to go hand in hand. Okay, I mean, I'll I'll sh- I'll take a shot. All right, do it. See what I can do. <laughs> so I was thinking it would be kind of fun to turn it into Peru and to do an Emperor's New Groove. All right. Well, we only have two to pick from then. <laughs> uh oh. We have two to pick from. David and I, same brain. That's 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 my thought. So this that's awesome. I was actually wondering if this would potentially do we want to throw Logan in and then we can David and I can just pit ourselves against them unless he says Peru because that would Look, be no, totally definitely amazing. not gonna say Peru. <laughs> Look, but you we know should part- let let Logan pitch his okay. and then we'll outvote him and we'll move on to Emperor's right. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm just well, I was dude, about to say it's, here's... it's Logan. We might actually be very, very uh switched. Like at the end of this, after Logan gives his pitch, because he's such a sure. genius, we're probably gonna be like, Oh yeah, let's do that. I one. don't know about that. But, uh, <laughs> you, you know, actually part of the reason why I uh, went against Peru was only because I already added Colombia okay. to the world showcase. And in fact, <laughs> Part of the reason why I'm going to recommend this next one, I have way too many ideas, but I'm going to recommend this next one partly because of its underrepresentation within the grander mm-hmm. world showcase. And that is turning this tiny little pavilion into India. Okay. And bringing in the IP, the Jungle Book. Ooh. Okay, I like that. Um, I almost said, I almost thought you were going to say Greece because my initial thought was Hercules in Greece. That was my first thought. All right. Now, now what do we do? <laughs> Where do we go from here? To well, I mean, out? do we want to, it sounds like uh, based off of y'all's two votes, it's pretty much decided. But did we want to go over any other, like, did you have any other ideas, Jeremy? Like, was there another one you had in mind? Um, you, uh, well, look, I'm, I'm going to put it out there. You brought it to me, which was Tangled. You know, I mean, again, you really brought that one up with, with doing something with Tangled. But my thought with that was, I just feel like it belongs so much more in fantasy land. And what I would love to see is, you know, w- we talked about the Magic Kingdom bars and putting the Snuggly Duckling uh, back there. And I still think that it's a small world could be converted into a tangled boat ride with the lanterns and all. But as you said earlier, you know, all that is coming to other Disney parks overseas. So we never want to really like copy in a sense. We want to try to have original ideas. Um, That would be my next one. Snow White is already represented so heavily. If you were just to convert Germany, I, I went straight to Hercules, to be honest, in Greece. And then as I was thinking about that, and maybe this is my quick pitch, is adding a ride, which is a family-friendly roller coaster where pull the lever, cronk. And that's what really drove me to saying, 
could we redesign this as Peru and Emperor's New Groove? Even though I know it's a very different Peru. It's it's basically that movie is what would become Peru, but I also understand your you know, your thoughts with adding Encanto and having a very similar South American representation. But I mean it if we did go, like let's let's say if we did go with Peru and if we wanted to go with a slightly different representation from what is represented in Colombia uh, as in Kanto. I mean, we could go more of your Machu Picchu mm-hmm. route uh, and go with that, a, an older time period, yeah. uh, which honestly, as far as visually would be really cool to see. And it would be uh, drastically different than than what anything else you're going to be seeing in that area because it's not going to look like china is not going to look like italy so it would still stand out as a different land i think that's one of the biggest issues with so many of the european countries so close together because so much of their history is is similar that a lot of the architecture starts to blend yeah and there's not as as hard of a a, a line a distinct line that separates one from the other they start to look a little homogenous. Um, you know, another one I was thinking, I know this is going in the front of the park, but I don't think it's going to be represented properly. Why do we not have Oceana and Moana? Yeah. I mean, that I don't understand why we do not have an entire land or a small pavilion dedicated to the South Pacific representing the people now obviously you could say well you've got Adventureland, which is for the most part representing that over at magic kingdom but not not really right i mean you got polynesia <laughs> the resort that's not a that's not a land within a park for sure yeah D- did you did you like throw around other ideas david or did you go straight to emperor's new groove in peru I've been wanting to do something with Emperor's New Groove since we've started this thing. Honestly, it's, I think it's really zero representation of it. And it's so good. I mean, it would ideally fit in Mexico because they have that temple there already that is, you know, kind of fits what Yzma would have. But when I was thinking of it, I wasn't thinking of like modern day Peru. There's scenes in the movie where they're, almost like transition scenes, like when they're on the map and they're like running Mm -hmm. on the map, that it's a very stylized, colorful Peru, like an old Peru that's very stylized. And uh, I was thinking of using that just to be completely different, to be honest with you. I wanted to go super obscure, but I could, I just couldn't really think of anything else. Emperor's new groove kind of like stuck right in my head. I even tried to go as like, could we do rescue rangers? Could we do ducktails? Could oh. we do something like that? Because that's about traveling. And But Animal Kingdom has a fairly big, well, they did. I don't know if they do anymore. But, you know, they have Launchpad McQuack and all that kind yeah. of stuff there. So I, I once I got Emperor's New Groove in my head, it kind of stuck. <laughs> that's how I felt. So so what do we, what do we think then? Because now we have to pick one. And I really want to know what Logan thinks. I mean, do you do you think that could be a good idea to go with a Peru? And again, I don't think it's going to be modern day. I'm almost looking at the American Pavilion, which is not a modern day America. It's very that historic style. 
do we want to look at something like that and represent Peru? And again, do we want to separate it from your incredible Encanto pavilion and just say, all right, let's separate it from you, you know, turning um, Morocco into this uh, Colombian Encanto entire pavilion and say, all right, let's pretend that's not going to happen or it didn't happen or we didn't talk about it. Do you want to separate it or what do you guys think about that? Here's here's my only issue with Emperor's New Groove. Yep. Bring I've it. never seen the entire movie. Oh no. I have very little to offer from this point on. You're me now. Uh other than <laughs> I've been to Lima, Peru. So I can uh I can go that far. I can talk about some food. Uh, I can help with the design of a coaster. Uh but you know, as far as references to the movie, Sorry, can't help you much there. David, what are we thinking? I'm thinking I can't believe that, honestly. I'm <laughs> I'm shocked. Uh, I know, and I like Spade too, but yeah, it's never been uh, one I've been able to make the whole movie through. Oh, wow. It's not about Spade to me. It's about Kronk, tr- yeah. truthfully. Yep. Um, let's, not, uh, let's not do one where we can't all contribute as, as much as I think it would be fun to do. I don't want, I don't well, want I to still contribute. All... I just will be contributing in a slightly different way. Uh, no, I, will be, I mean, I will be uh, art directing. <laughs> I will be asking you questions and you have to answer. Okay. That's a possibility. So, I mean, I'm okay with that. What are you thinking, David? You know, let's just put it on David. He's the deciding vote. <laughs> I'm going to do that right now. and put it on him. <laughs> Since Logan and I would be split. I got one more pitch. <sighs> okay. One more possibility. I'll do it. Yeah, let's hear Actually, it. two more. One, though, I need, I know will immediately get shot down. But, okay, <laughs> another one. Again, underrepresentation and laughable representation in Epcot World Showcase. How about Africa only has a refreshment outpost? Yeah, I know. That's pretty messed up. Yeah. So what about the idea now uh, to defend Disney? They do have in enormous land within animal kingdom but within world showcase what about the idea of a lion king themed africa okay somehow within that land i'll i'll totally accept that in the fact that it is underrepresented in animal kingdom so yes i, I no i think that's definitely on the table because I'm sure at some point we'll talk about Animal Kingdom and we'll retheme something there, and this maybe will come up again. But I agree completely. I, I think it's a, a giant disservice to that movie and the lands and the spaces that they have there because they're just like, eh, we got Animal Kingdom. Like anytime somebody brings up, I feel like Lion King, Africa, World Showcase, people go, we got Animal Kingdom, and I don't think that's fair. And honestly, like Germany is probably not the best pavilion for that. Cause what are you going to do? Make a Lion King restaurant you where they come out and down. hold up a Simba in the middle of your yeah. dinner. I'd watch that. I think that'd be pretty good. Uh, Savannah. <laughs> it sounds awesome, but it's not. No, no. With, with world showcase, I feel like it's supposed to showcase like people. The... Yeah. And, <laughs> and cultures. Yeah. And you're not going to really like, you wouldn't be eating amongst lions and stuff. Maybe. True. Hey, here's a here's another here's another thought. Does it have to be a real place? I think it does in World. Sho- I think it does in World Showcase. If you go front of park, I don't think it does. Right. Which we're doing with Cosmic Rewind and and kind of that space. 
But yeah. I do think that within World Showcase, especially, that's like a, well, semi-middle anchor, two-thirds from the left side coming around World Showcase anchor of a pavilion. I do think it has to lend to a real place because, in reality, <laughs> the Emperor's New Groove lends to Peru. <laughs> yeah. But from my understanding, I don't think it actually takes place in Peru. It's more of the Incan Empire that eventually did, becomes I, Peru, correct? I did have one other kind of idea. Okay. And Jeremy might like this one. So, at Food and Wine, one of my favorite things is the Hawaii stand. There's not a big South Pacific, like, Hawaii sort of representation. You could turn the land Hawaiian and we could do Lilo and Stitch. I, I would take Lilo and Stitch. Um, and literally Hawaiian roller coaster is like the theme song. We're all over the place. Oh, yeah, we are. All right. What are we doing? Because now we have to actually develop this. So what are we thinking? I'm down for anything. I say we go with Emperor's New Groove. Okay. It was both of y'all's pick right from the get go. It seems like just a no brainer. Yeah. So, you know, hey, let's just break the rules and let's give this a try. Let's do it. So. Um, Logan, do you yeah. want, because you are our research king, do you want to break down what is available to retheme inside of the Germany Pavilion? My, my biggest concern, honestly, with us doing this is the facades, because I know we like to use what's currently there to develop what we're going to retheme. But if we have to, we can bulldoze this whole place, right? <laughs> and again, I don't think I don't think we'll have to. Yeah, we'll have to retheme all the exteriors. We yeah. can't really reuse any of this. No. no. So the German pavilion currently consists of the following features. The exterior facades are designed to look like a German town with architecture from different time periods and regions of Germany. So outside of the main pavilion, that's where you'll find the uh, the romantic road miniature train village, which is located to the right of the pavilion. And then right in front of the pavilion is a kiosk called Glaskunst, which is glass art. And there they sell crystal and glassware, such as a personally engraved Stein, not a Jeremy, just That's a me. Stein. In the main <laughs> square, AKA St. George Platz, uh, this features a clock tower and a statue of St. George and the Dragon, inspired by the real-life statue in Rothenburg, Abdel Taiba. Now, the statue is actually represented in almost all German um, towns, so it is a very common one, but the one that they specifically modeled it after was from Rothenburg. So if we are looking at the left side of the pavilion, you'll find the following stores in this order front to back. So you have the caramel kitchen, then you have the Christmas corner, the stone house, the wine cellar, and then artwork and crystal. So those are essentially your five stores on the left. On the right-hand side, again, from front to back, you have the department store, folk art, and the teddy bear. Now, I just used all the English <laughs> names, <laughs> uh, but the, obviously they are all in German. Then at the rear of the pavilion, that is where you find the beer garden restaurant, uh, buffet style restaurant. 
meant to look like a Bavarian village in the middle of celebrating Oktoberfest. So it's pretty cool because it actually has flags from every German state represented. They have multiple building facades inside, a water mill, communal benches for seating, just like you would find out in Oktoberfest. Uh, also a stage where a German folk music band will play. Uh, the food they serve consists of schnitzel, bratwurst, spatzel, sauerkraut, kielbasa, strudel, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, uh, as well as traditional German beers. Now, to the right of the beer garden entrance is Summerfest, and this is a quick service restaurant, if you really want to call it that, that only serves bratwurst and a jumbo pre jumbo pretzel for food so it's hard to really call it a restaurant it's really a bar because there are several beers to choose from and fun fact this area was originally supposed to be part of the entrance to a germany pavilion attraction so there was either a german themed boat ride or possibly the Matterhorn bobsleds being put mm. in the rear and uh, section of, so the rear right section of the actual pavilion. And lastly, to the far left of the main pavilion, so actually technically outside of the main pavilion, that's where you'll find a snow white character experience. And that is the German pavilion. So that's what we're working with here, guys. Lots of shops, a restaurant, a quick service restaurant that could easily be turned into the attraction entrance if we wanted to either add a boat ride, a family roller coaster, whatever we want to do. That's what we're working with here. Okay. Um, what do we think about the initial facade ideas? Because... Like for me, it, it could it be because this is one of those pavilions that kind of goes back into, right? So you got your right and your left facades that are sitting out there on the water, and then you go back into the areas of like beer garden and Summerfest and all that. Um, do we look at putting those exterior facade, facades that you're walking up on and turning them into a little bit more of a Cusco's like palace? But then as you go back in, it's. It's more of a, what's it, uh, Pachos, like, village looking, or? That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to okay. say, let's use the facades to tell a story and start in Cusco's Palace. And then as it goes to the back, more of, like, Pacha's village and yep. and the, the journey that they take. Yes. I think you could use the facades to tell a story. I like that idea. Um also, Logan, you're saying so caramel. So caramel cuche <laughs> means kitchen. <laughs> yes. Okay. So that's kuch, what we're gonna start saying. That's kitchen caramel cuche. Okay. Yeah, and <laughs> I've been using it wrong this whole time. I've been time. using it extremely and wrong. Divinachik. That is the Christmas store. Oh, and well, I've been Stein House yes. is not a house where you buy steins to drink in. It is Stone House. What? Yeah, and Weinkeller. That is wine cellar. Oh, that's awesome. And Kunstabait, that is artwork. <laughs> <laughs> you got a man, you're the best. 
All right. Yeah, well, I, I'm not, I can't promise <laughs> I'm pronouncing any of these correctly. This is all guessing. No, das Kaufhaus, that's the department he, store. He's, re he's reading it. I see it in the reflection of his glasses. Yeah. Don't it, oh, I'm totally credit. reading it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> I feel like you're supposed to yell it, though. Like at the top well, of your yes. lungs to really get so, it that kind of. So going back to what y'all were just saying, so you're saying the new facade is the actual emperor's palace. Yes. Perfect. On the front end. Yes. With the giant, with the giant head. Yep. 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 And then as you work your way back towards whatever we're going to turn, turn uh, beer garden and all those things into becomes more of Pacho's uh, village which Cusco wants to turn into, oh gosh, what is it? It's like Cusco-topia. Yes, Cusco-topia. Cusco-topia. <laughs> Correct. So I think that uh, can be an overall facade, right? I have an idea for something really quick. Okay. The train thing up front. Yes. Let's start there. So That's his model that he presents to that, everybody. That's his model that he presents to everybody with a big, giant Cusco-topia on yes. top of the model mountain. And <laughs> in place of the trains... You can do the chase scene of Kronk and Isma chasing uh, Cusco and Pacha, and like that could be running through the map. I like that, and all that kind of stuff like that. I think that'd be pretty funny. All right, I like I like that a lot. That's actually a perfect thing because we have that model in the movie that he presents to everybody, and that's the absolute perfect retheme of that area. Um, where do we want to move to next? Some of the shops and the stores and the caramel kitchen <laughs> style things. Cause I have a couple ideas, especially for beer garden and some of the open land with a ride system, which obviously I have about. a, I have to imagine we have the same idea for beer garden. Mm -hmm. uh, if you know the movie, I don't see how you couldn't do mm -hmm. that or wouldn't do that, but we can lead up to that if you want to. If you, this this kind of hurts too because honestly germany and beer garden is maybe my favorite spot at world showcase i love beer garden so much <laughs> like their food I, the whole thing i love the whole thing okay i mean that's it's I, that's fair we can still be friends <laughs> <laughs> this is her i got so much i got so much hate for our main street magic episode because i just murdered beer garden food i love the i i agree i think the atmosphere i think the show i think everything being with friends we were there with like a ton of friends is amazing um but i may may have called the food garbage so i would like to improve you like that. german food in general not there have you had German food anywhere else? Not other than there. <laughs> so maybe I don't like German. Maybe I don't like German food. I'm not quite sure. My gosh. All Germans address your emails to Jeremy is terrible at MainStreetMagic.com. Hey, bring it on. Bring it on. Um, <laughs> I think let's save Beer Garden and the attraction and let's get the... I mean, because shops are shops. What are you going to, you right. know, what are you going to do? Okay. So what are our thoughts then on shops? Are we just looking at looking, you know, these being uh, potentially Peruvian style shops that sell, you know, I mean, a, a lot of times you go into these pavilions, um, you know, I'm really thinking of like Japan and China. Shoot. Even the American pavilion shop is selling like American gear. Do we want these to lend to the Peruvian South you know, American culture. And then obviously there's going to be emperor's new groove and, and ride and restaurant style things. Is that an easy layover for all the shops? What do we think? Yeah, I do think that as far as the shops go, we, we don't have to change necessarily what they're about. 
uh, obviously we may want to swap out, you know, instead of being a wine seller, make it, for instance, a Pisco, Pisco's seller, not, not seller, but you know what I mean? Like that's focused on Pisco and Pisco sours and how you make it. You know, one of the big things there, uh, ceviche. So yes. making your own or having it to where you've got ceviche there, that's another big one that you'd want to have. So maybe even with Summerfest, maybe that's something where you, you can actually just go up get some ceviche, get some Pisco, you know, try some South American liqueurs. And that would be fun. And honestly, would fit in very well with the drinking around the world. I, I love that idea. That, that was kind of my thought is, is using that. Or when you walk back in through the um, uh, Steinhus, is it pronounced Hoos or not? I just always, have always said that. It's just literally Steinhaus. Pretty sure it's house. Okay. Pretty sure that's where our house came from. I could be wrong, though. Okay. That's another wonderful area to introduce uh, Peruvian like liquors and drinks because they do that right now with different shots and, and beers and wines in Germany. Um, so I think both Sommerfest and that area over near the Steinhaus is a really good opportunity to do that. And I think if you could, man, if you could pull off some like to-go quick service ceviche that's actually really good, that's amazing. Like one of my things that I've always loved about some of the festivals is the way they pull off like poke bowls, like in the Hawaiian pavilion, they actually do a really, really good job of pulling off poke bowls. So if you could do that and introduce again, these new foods and cultures to a lot of people that maybe have not tried it. I love, love that idea right there. And, you know, with all these restaurants with clothes, the Peruvian clothing, they have such a unique colorful traditional style of of clothes that um particularly the style that's indigenous to the people it, it's made from it's okay so it includes like knee length or long dark hand woven pants ancient art of weaving that's a big one so they've got these very detailed intricate weaved clothes that they wear um that again are are iconic for Peruvian culture. So that would be a great opportunity to sell stuff like that uh, within the actual pavilion. Yeah. Yeah. All through those shops. I think that's perfect. Logan, that's, that's outstanding. Uh, I guess before we get into a little bit more of like the restaurant, a ride possibility, do we want to worry about some of the little carts that are out in the front or do we want to just get rid of those? Right. There's no need for them. I mean, right now, the one cart that's out there is basically an overflow to get your chauffeur Hoffer in a pretzel, right? There, there's two of them. They're within like 100 feet of each other, and it's just because they're usually so busy. So we just wipe those out, and we kind of enjoy the water, you know, and being around World Showcase right there. Yes, I don't I don't think we need to worry about those. Okay. Again, if we go back to just sort of the, the clothes and stuff, like I don't think we need anything up front in the kiosk, yeah. uh, but they do have sort of wool is a big element to their clothes from uh, llama wool, alpaca wool, sheep's wool. Everything is used uh, to, to create yarn and to then make these very intricate uh, clothes from. So maybe even if we're getting real crazy, maybe even have it to where somewhere in there they have live animals that yes. they are taking the wool from and building right there on the spot. Oh, my. <laughs> 
breaking all kinds of safety codes by having live animals <laughs> within the area. Well, I mean, uh, again, llamas are so heavily represented in this movie as he turns into a llama. So I yep. think that's absolutely perfect. And again, because we're doing this kind of live behind the scenes episode, so much props to Logan, who is just our research king, who is working so hard right now to look into details about all of this since we just dropped it on top of us. So I know. And I'm trying awesome. to I'm trying to remember all the things from the <laughs> the attraction I installed in Peru. It's like, oh, my gosh, now I got to go back in time and remember all these little important aspects. Food, honestly, gastronomy is one of the biggest industries in peru peru is like leading edge really? uh, or sorry uh, leading the way in regards to food and the diversity of all the different cultures that are represented within peru okay. and how each one is bringing something unique to the food industry and the cooking culture and how it's all just this amazing blend of styles that are phenomenal best yeah. food in the world in peru so good all right so i mean i think you lead us to the next perfect spot logan with the food and let's redesign beer garden and i'm i'm guessing david and i would think the same thing that this needs to be uh mudka's meat hut <laughs> yes david like that's the restaurant is that the name of the place Kronk was yep. working yep that's yes 100 percent. and, and- it has a major focus on selling meats, but also foods like potatoes and salad. It's really not that different than Beer Garden in their buffet, which is focused on meats, you know, carbs and salads. So I think it could become a perfect transfer. But my only thought is because in Mudka's Meat Hut in the movie, it's a very much more like um, <clears throat> locally owned small style restaurant and there's a lot going on so what can we do to convert this giant dining area which also has a stage show i guess is kind of my question what i think is that the stage becomes an animatronic crunk and a kitchen and you are viewing your food being prepared by crunk which is a hundred percent why that scene is amazing right i mean hit you know Obviously, it's going to get repetitive, but they they can design it aware now that, you know, you can at least probably put on like a half an hour loop or something of him doing different stuff, I For imagine. Sure. Or you don't go or it's a screen. You it's do a screen. screen. You do the same thing as, you know, turtle time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you Ooh. can actually have it to where you can still have the physical kitchen in front of yeah. him, you know, like where he's actually cooking. But it's a screen behind that. And then you can still have it to where there's, you know, there's a, a lot of scenic elements that kind of hide like it and oak, make it not look like, like a Oaken screen. And, like Oaken in the Frozen queue. Yeah, yeah. And so then you can actually have him interacting with people in real time. Yeah. And that would be hilarious. He has to be the feature of something. I mean, he is clearly the draw of the movie. Yeah. Well, to me, he's the draw of the movie. Like, yeah. It's Disney family. It's Patrick Warburton. Like, he's yeah. like, he is such... You can't tell me that dude wouldn't come back for this. That stage area just calls out for a show of Kronk cooking yeah. and preparing your food. Yep. And that would be so fun. And and again, if you've got actors who are there and they just take turns, that yeah. would be so, oh. so fun and amazing. And uh, 
you know, and, and again, going back to like the food in the area, corn, corn, they have so many different corns in Peru and really? corn is a staple of everything in Peru. Almost every meal is cooked with corn somehow. Some other sort of things that I had while I was there, cow's heart, cow's heart was really tasty, shockingly good. Um, some other things that I did not try like alpaca meat. That's another option. One of the best things I had there was a lobster ceviche that was to die for. So I would definitely suggest something like that. That'd be so good, but I did not have a bad meal while I was in Peru. So lots of lime juice, you know, lots of lime juice, lots of corn. What is heart comparable to? for you that's a good question um either flavor texture both that's very interesting to me because i could see doing it somewhere like that i don't i don't know that i would do it like well it was (laughs) let's see how would i describe it because it's almost like a slightly um and i don't want to say it's because it's not it's not chewy but it's not like meat because it's an organ. So it's not like a, a, a super chewy meat that's fibrous. Yeah. This one was kind of almost um, squishy. Like when you bit into it, it, you could, you for the most part, sort of easily bite into it. And it, it wasn't too much work to chew on. It honestly had a good flavor. I think it's similar to if you've ever had livers, like chicken livers or something. Okay. I want to say it would be comparable to that. Interesting. You know, I think getting adventurous at somewhere like Disney is a way to go. You know, Skipper can't, and I wish somebody would stick to it. Like Skipper Canteen started slightly adventurous, not so much in their food at Magic Kingdom, but they started in their labeling, in their wording of describing these dishes. Even though it wasn't that much out there, I would like to see some of these restaurants, and especially in the, you know, World Showcase Pavilion really just take on the adventure side and truly represent those cultures. So I think something like that would be so cool there. And again, if we're talking about a buffet atmosphere, you don't have to get it. You have plenty of other options, but you also have an opportunity to try something you've never had before. Yeah. Chicha Marada. That's another good one. This would, this is a, uh, um, a purple corn drink. It's not alcoholic. But chicha, chicha morada, is it sweet and served cold? It's pretty darn good. That sounds pretty good. So with the show, I know we were talking, do we think, what about a combination of obviously all um, live action uh, screens, interaction again, like we're talking about, like, you know, turtle talk. So could we put a back screen with animation with live actors in the front potentially that everything is interacting together do you think or what i think might be kind of funny is there's a scene where like the waiter reads off the order to him and it's like you know steak hamburger whatever and then he says like the quick chef names for it you know it'd be it'd be a neat little attraction and and i actually kind of wasn't thinking that it would be a buffet so that sort of changes my mind but say like you placed your order with the waiter and it is like a turtle talk thing Maybe like every once in a while, somebody, he walk, you know, your waiter, you get chosen and they walk your order up to Kronk. And then like the waiter's like, hey, table so-and-so wants a a burger, a blah, 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 blah. 
and Kronk actually does your order, you know, says your order in his Kronk voice and the, the funny sort of way that he does it. And yeah, I think, I think they could interact with it. Yeah. I like that. If it's possible. I mean, yeah, it's possible. Logan has told us in the past, anything is possible. Anything is possible, <laughs> especially with Disney's budgets. Anything's possible. <laughs> Nothing stops them. That's that. That's awesome. Do we want to move on to adding a ride? And I think this is going to be the most challenging. And uh, based on space, based on current, you know, everything that's going on there. Again, I'm saying family coaster. You know, Croc pull the lever. Has to start like some sort of drop ride. But do we want to make it family friendly? Before we get to the main event of the yes. coaster. So if you are walking through the Germany Pavilion and you get past the main part of the pavilion on the outside, there's like the little uh, uh, bratwurst stand Mm -hmm. and stuff out there. Out there, I would like to convert one of those stands to the Squirrel Talk School, also with (laughs) Kronk. There needs to be some form of fun. And it can just be a cast member with like a fake animatronic squirrel. But there needs to be some place that the kids can go and learn to talk squirrel and get a badge, you know, that says they are now fluent in speaking to squirrels. Okay, you could do a, um, you could do like a banshee or you know a style interactive type thing where maybe they pick their sure. own. Again, let's go merchandising. You know, we love to talk merchandising and trying to make more money for Disney because they're hurting in that sure. aspect. So. Exit. That's what they need to. That what they need. That's what they need to do. The kids need to be able to get a badge that says they're fluent in squirrel. I love it. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) All right, good addition, David. I like it. Thank Um, you. All right, ride. Who wants to? Who wants to start? What are we thinking? I know we've we've kind of looked at the space that's available. Yeah. Uh, Again, Mm -hmm. Logan, who is the genius on what space is needed to put things into it. Is there an opportunity to put a ride here, Logan? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you move some buildings around behind there though, you know, originally it was designed with a ride in it, or at least planned out for it Uh, between now and then, obviously a lot of time has gone by. So they have all these buildings now where the ride would have gone, but I don't, I don't think they're permanent buildings. I don't think anything that's back there cannot be moved. Yeah. So you're looking at roughly 13 square, 13, I can't talk, 13,000 square feet directly behind. If we're keeping it within the current outline of the pavilion, that would be essentially available. Um, or if we want to go big to the right, of the Germany pavilion behind what is the miniature trains that that's uh, there's a big building there right now, but there's a possibility that that could become an extension. And then you're looking at close to like 50,000 square feet for you're, you're looking at almost a Remy size attraction that could go into Germany if they were to take over just the the remaining backside and that side lot there, okay. which would make for a really nice attraction. I mean, that would be a, a huge family coaster, uh, or you could make it to where um, if you really wanted to do just a small, because it, if it truly is like family, family, like little kid coaster, 
you could do a small one probably within that 13,000 square feet. But yeah, if you want to do a fun, uh, you know, a more immersive, more family and less just kitty type coaster, then yeah, you'd want to take over that land to the side. I mean, what do you think of like a, yeah, family versus kitty one? Like, you know, kitty, I'm thinking Barnstormer. Is that not yeah. going to bring enough to the table? We want to go more family. And I'm almost thinking of, now that you're saying this, Logan, is doing a combination of things that is almost um, maybe similar. And I'd have to think of a load station because you'd have to go upstairs, I guess, like a Rise of the Resistance at the end where they drop you. We start the coaster or something with that. Is it a possibility to... You go up and you start the coaster with pull the lever, crunk, and you literally in your vehicle, in a sense, whatever, drop or shoot, uh, Hagrid's. You start the ride with a drop and you then go into a coaster that takes you through some sort of emperor's story. I, I think the better fit would be more of a Gringotts. Okay. Dark coaster in that sense, where because in with Gringotts too, you actually start out by driving off yeah. and then you have the drop down. Yeah. And that could also, you know, Ooh. that could also be how you would do that. You could have them drive out and then it's, you know, pull, pull the crank and then boom, it drops down and then goes right into it. And then you'd have the opportunity to sort of stop and actually view scenes and see things played out. Uh, so there could be more storytelling elements. And that's, of course, that's kind of what they're going to be doing with Cosmic Rewind. So the, right. the other question is, is it, too, is it too similar to that? Or would we want to go with something more like uh, Big Thunder Mountain that is just mm. themed to be more Peruvian and going through a Cusco-topia? I think that it lends itself more better to a Splash Mountain-like ride, to be honest with you. A lot of it is water-based. There are the whole yeah. Peruvian village or the whole Peruvian um Cusco's castle is water the whole time. He throws he throws the bag of llamas into a stream going outside of there are little tiny channels throughout the whole entire palace. So in my mind, I had it as a stoned, you're almost like going through one of the um, aquifers in the palace or one of the canals. And you see the whole story of the movie as you're going through the whole entire canal system of this palace. You see the guards, they get turned into funny animals. You see all of it. And then at the very top, Cusco, pull the lever, whoosh, wrong lever. And it even the outside face where you come out of the nose and all of that, it's it's all water-based. Yeah. So I pictured a I pictured a splash mountain water slow water dark ride with a big drop at the end on the Cusco pull the lever so if, if that's the case then we need to redesign the whole design you guys originally came up with because you don't need to walk into it you actually need to have it to where in the back where you're going to be falling through the face that so the actual the back side is the emperor's palace not the front not side the front side sort yeah, of the main sense. entrance okay so the, we will retheme the back now to be the emperor's palace. We'll have that uh, Topia land thingy in the front, or even maybe even just make it to where it's actually more sort of a Peruvian village on the outskirts. How how did it go in the movie? Was there like actual village or Incan village on the outskirts, or how was that? 
it was on the outskirts. They had to journey out to Pacha's village. So I guess the only problem there too, though, is if you've got it to where the entrance to the dining area is because the dining area isn't intended to be inside the emperor's palace, is it? It's intended to be in the village. Yes, in Pacha's village. Well, we can honestly, we can have it to where the fall happens inside the ride and nobody even sees it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be some big feature that everybody sees. It can still happen within the beat of the attraction without it being visible to everyone. Because yeah. if you already have that face in the front the, that you're walking through, so or again, you just make it to where the face is now recessed behind the village, like you make the entire front village be the village. Just like you're walking into a German town, a German village. Instead, this would be your uh, Peruvian village. And then in the background, you would see essentially the emperor's palace, uh, which is actually how it is in the movie, isn't it? Isn't the emperor's palace like up on a hill or something? Mm -hmm. So that would kind of lend itself better if you had that and then the people coming out of it in the distance. No, that's true. Um, what I love about this is that we are so tuned into the detail of creating an entire land as opposed to just something that works, if that makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? What I'm saying? I love the fact that we literally want to break this down into an actual functional land that we can walk through for an individual IP where in reality it could just be kind of everywhere. And so I appreciate that, like in the detail and, and Logan bringing that up, like that's awesome. We're, we're trying to figure out to make this actually be the movie when it maybe doesn't have to be. Well, I'm looking at this map now of Cusco Topia. Yeah. And I mean, it itself would make for a great space to travel through on a coaster. I mean, this has got all kinds of funny interactions from a dodgeball court to the, the me room, which is basically your castle to a swimming pool, to a bounce room, to, I mean, a scooter track that actually has a full loop on it. I mean, this is, this is like everything you need right here. Right. How good is that? So uh, if I, the one recommendation I would make then is I would actually make the entire ride just this Cusco Topia and just going through that Okay, for consistency uh, visually, because you can even make it to where you've got all, everything is essentially gold in this space and, yeah. and it can make for some really fun transitions from one to the other. And I imagine, and y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, with the Kronk pull the lever where did that take it to within the movie like where did that go to it's not much it pretty much dumps him in the water it's a running joke it, yeah. it dumps him into water yeah so then that it could drop you into the swimming pool there maybe go. that's uh that could be it and then go from there it. through the rest of the story i mean it yeah. really is it's just it's just that it's that iconic scene and um you know uh moment that really takes you through so yeah, Logan, I, I I think completely that you could just start with that as that kind of gimmick. I hate to say it, but boom, then it takes you to the rest of the story. Well, and you know what also is nice about that? You guys have really designed a lot to cronk. Yeah. So this actually gives the emperor a chance to 
to kind of shine because this is this becomes more about him and you know his yep. self-obsession which then lends itself to the movie so i think that would work as kind of a counterbalance to all the cronk oh totally like yeah well man this this has been so much fun um what else do we think like what else are we working on that should be the finale right like we got the ride <clears throat> we've done the restaurants we've done the shopping what else are we thinking here you have to sell llama toys of course we have to sell llama yeah toys. definitely interactive <laughs> instead of instead of the teddy bear yep it's the interactive llama. llamas i like that <laughs> yeah for sure I mean, merchandise is going to be, I hopefully, incredible. You know, it's funny because I love the fact that we brought this in because our entire purpose is underused IPs. We understand that this probably is not going to blow up. But man, you know, Emperor's New Groove, I feel like, has that cult following. It really has that following that people absolutely love. But it is not represented anywhere whatsoever. I mean, I, I'll take anything. Emperor's New Group. It falls into that group of that Disney animation period where they're not all of it's fondly remembered, you yep. know? Like there's yeah there aren't a lot true. of classics in that yep. in that span of time for you know that yep. was when when computer animation was starting and two yeah. D was starting to sort of Ball by the wayside and um you know people wanted buzz lightyear and not something hand-drawn so right. it sort of falls into that group but it ooh, it's one of my favorites i think it's so smart it's so well done it's incredible and i mean it produced this it produced a sequel and then it produced an actual series mm -hmm. that nobody knows about and they're all really really good and just yeah the humor in david spade oh so good Man, I'm so just good. doing more and more research into this Kiskotopia, <laughs> and God, this would have this would make for such a great ride. There you go. Look at it. We can. I mean, this Logan. totally lends itself to a really fun family roller coaster. It really does. You can even add 4D effects because you can yep. go through the sweet room with all the desserts. So you can have scents where you slow down and you can smell different scents. You got the the swimming pool has water slides and tubes which you can actually go through them and that could be part of the attraction i mean this is just so cool they even got it to wear a bunch of mirrors in the me room and that would be super fun yeah. just to play with that all right well let's close out the cool. show with logan saying that we're geniuses and that we should definitely do this good night everyone. <laughs> peace <laughs> that's great i absolutely love it this was so much fun like doing this style like let's let's look at doing this again in the future we'll do um some other series where we are like all right you know our normal like cut let's do this 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 we know ahead of time and then this type of like uh you know live series because what y'all are hearing is what you're getting right are we are we finally done with the pavilions and epcot and so. ips and epcot this officially brings to close the Ipcot Challenge. So we are no longer touching this. Maybe at a later date, if we want to add <laughs> new IPs to the attractions that currently have IPs that we did not go into, like I would love to redo Frozen uh, or, you know, Tres Caballeros, that would be really fun to retheme those uh, or even a journey into imagination. 
Oh. That would be something wild. But I just want to bring back Horizons and Maelstrom. For a very, very, very long time from now. We need a break from Epcot. It's time to move on to some other parks, some other hotels, some other attractions. Who knows what it might be that we're going to do next. Logan, can we do one episode where you literally, it's only you, and you literally reimagine Journey into Imagination, but you keep Figment? Because honestly, I want that. And I think you would do the most incredible job ever of it. If the pressure we'll is see. on, I like we'll seriously. See, I man. think that would be incredible. I just, I would love to. Honestly, I love I love Figment. I love Figment. I, I really love Figment do. so much. I, so, I don't yeah. want him to go away, and I want to see something come back there. Um, well, all right. Who wants to close out the show? David, he's so good at it. I, I can do he's it. Like, oh god, <laughs> yeah, do it. I love this. Well, this is fun for a live show. I can't wait to do one of these in person. I miss you guys. We will. We'll make that a, a big deal. We'll do that sure. at some point. We just need to get a few more under our belt. I know. I know. We'll do a live show. I think it'll together. flow better. I think there's a disconnect with the, the Zoom is so weird. I know. What, as opposed say, to just what, talking in person. What did you say? I couldn't hear you. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, guys, you want to hear a fun fact? Uh, I do. I'm still over here doing research on Emperor's New Groove. Dude, you're the Originally, best. it was intended that Cusco actually built Cuscotopia elsewhere and invite Pacha and his family over for a get together at the area. Hmm. However, Sting, one of the songwriters for the film and a staunch environmentalist, objected to this ending due to the implication that Cusco would have had to clear away several portions of the jungle to build it there. What? Now, here's where you can actually tie it into Epcot. No jungle was destroyed to build yeah. it inside the world showcase so you can actually well, he, explain why he's there he still continued his mission of making amazing. it it's just within epcot like sting sting like like sting, sting the, the musician okay, sting, okay. not the wrestler sting the musician okay. yes the rest i wasn't referencing the wrestler obviously i mean and i gotta imagine we could get david spade he's not doing anything right now yeah Burn. is there an adam sandler movie coming out oh my goodness all right, everybody. This has been the finale of the Epcot Challenge. We have wrapped it up by batting around an idea together live via Zoom. So not super live, but kind of <laughs> live. But we hope you guys have enjoyed this. Please don't forget Theme Park Shuffle is now its own entity. If you have not subscribed, please go and subscribe. Rate, review, comment. Make a Facebook post about the Ipcot challenge and all of the stuff we've done. And let's, let's talk about what you guys would do. What would you guys change? What's an idea you guys have for all these different lands? It's only three of us, but man, there's, there's a ton of you guys out there. One of my favorite things we've done was getting your input on the bars. Love your favorite underused Disney properties. And how would you turn those into something? Let's talk about it. Start a conversation with us. Thank you so much. We love you guys so much. And Here's to seeing what the next one's going to be. Keep your eye out on the socials. All right. So, Pera Logan. Adios, muchachos. Jeremy. Bye. And I'm just going to tell you guys good night. Thank you guys for all the support. I can't top that. We're out of here. <laughs>